Welcome back. No means no thing. No means nothing. Episode 27. The podcast where three complete idiots try the impossible task of finding the very best no means no song of all time. There isn't one spoiler, but we're going to try anyway. Uh, It's really good to have you back. We're coming back from a little break. Um, You wouldn't know that because we've already put episodes back up, but this is our first episode recording after the break. Uh, You may know my stupid voice. I'm Jordan. (laughs) I'm Matthew. And I have the stupidest voice of all, Michelle. There we go. Three (laughs) idiots back again. Really glad to be back, guys. I miss doing the podcast. miss seeing you guys. uh, And I'm ready to, I guess, dive into four pretty fucking no means noish songs here. I don't, I don't really know how to categorize them. This one's kind of no all over the map. Snow-ish. No means snowish. No means snowish. But you all know, before we even begin to talk about music, we first have to dip into the world of alcohol. And I am just <laughs> going to have a little sniff of my Amarniac, which I have not had now for three weeks. So I'm looking forward to this. What? Yummy stuff. You haven't had any in three weeks? I don't. This is mm. the only time I drink it is for this show. Like I said, wow. I don't really, I don't really drink much. I, That's I, some self-discipline I, I the right bead, there. But I don't do the alcohol. Mm. Uh, That's self-discipline. For, wow. I'm proud I don't, of you. I just don't like it as much. It's not discipline. It's not hard for me. I don't have I've to been keep away the, from it. I just don't. Yeah. I've been into the hard liquor this uh, Christmas season. I try nice. to stay away from it. But uh, yeah, I uh, went and my, my, my dad, my dad passed away two years ago on uh, December mm. 22nd. And I went and I had a little drink with him. Uh, where where his ashes oh, are, good. and oh, ashes cool, will come. Cool. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Good man, that's awesome. Wow, so, December twenty second. That's the same day D Boom passed too. I think. I think that's December twenty second. Anyway, is it really? Because he was born on my birthday, April first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. See, I could. <laughs> I know more about D Boom than I. Auspicious <laughs> and auspicious. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to you know less than your father's passing Matthew with that, but I just that that date it's might might even be Joe Strummer too. I don't know. Those two guys were very close to each other around that time. Hmm. Well, uh, anyway. So that's cool. So I'm you, sorry. I, I ruined right. it. I, but no, no, you didn't ruin I, it. No, you just got a segue into a what's in your glass. Oh, uh something that uh, is always celebrated by me. <laughs> no matter what day. Give me my ASMR right in the mic. Oh, baby. Oh, that was a good oh, one. Oh, that was juicy as hey, fuck. Hey, yeah. hey. Yeah. No, I didn't hear high, that. So high register that, there. That was awesome. Juicy as fuck. Did you hear that, Widget? Did you oh, hear that? Boy, did I hear it all the way down. Jesus Christ on a bike. That was a good one. In the body bag. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And Sounds we're like recording uh, sometime after the last one, but I, I still have the, the companion beer to Santa's sack here. Oh, oh my God. What? And it's, it's nice. I'd forgotten about Santa's sack. It's, it's Santa nice and sack. thematic for, um, for tonight. <laughs> it's, the the, it's the shaft. Because oh um, th- three out of four, well, at least two, two explicitly refer to the shaft. Yeah. So they do. That's that's you know what? I'm gonna Dick have to jokes. I'm gonna have to go ahead and say that's thematically appropriate, Matthew. Dick Dick jokes abound. Dick yeah. jokes abound. Let me this see. This is a Russian Imperial it? Espresso Stout from Moon oh, uh, Underwater. Yummy yes, as it fuck. It yeah. does too. I can only pick out okay, maybe two 
I don't know the third one, but I I picked two that would have Dick in it. Two songs? Yeah. Yeah, there's there, I think there's only two of these that have Dick in it, but we'll find yeah. out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, a short one, but a good one. Let's all have a little Jesus toast, take a little Christ. sip, and then we'll uh, let you know what our first matchup is in our re-inaugural episode. Uh, here we are. Uh, we're not yet there, but you're all clearly in 2022. So welcome, 2022. Oh, that's very good. We have about 15 more episodes to go in round one oh my of this God. podcast, I think. No, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we Holy got a ways to go before we even reach out to all of you idiots for uh, for the people's choice, bringing back in our, our the losers into the mix. You better iron this out, man. There's going to be fights. There's going to be... It's going to be pretty brutal, but um, I'm ready. I'm riding in the streets. But before we do that, I'm actually, I, I have to say, I'm real interested tonight to see your, both your votes and to hear what you have to say about it, but... I don't know if this is clear cut. I mean, I think maybe mm-hmm. one of them is, but I don't know about this first one if it's clear cut. Oh, one of them is fair thief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one, one of these matchups is very yeah. clear, but let's oh, not. Anyway, matchup number one. Okay, this is interesting. We've got two songs off the same album. This happened a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They're not back to back, but they're not that far apart. Uh, so we're starting off with I'm Dreaming and I Can't Wake Up off All Roads Lead to Ausfart. 2006 and off that same album ashes or as i always call it ashes to ashes i don't, can never just call it ashes even though i think it's just ashes Funk, too funky Lingo. too funky uh that is also of course off of all rose lead to Ausfart 2006 so we're going to start off uh this week matthew is going to kick us off um and we're going to start with i'm dreaming i can't wake up but let's all take a little nap i've Let's fallen and i can't get up <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Think he's, I actually night. think, just based on the the, the the thematic content of the song, that uh, he actually is referring to that. No. There's a little bit. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Be there. I hadn't thought of it, but yeah, no. I mean, it's a uh, it's a I song about it tracks a little bit. Television and um, you know, dis- distraction and how um, people don't live in the real world and don't experience uh, reality uh, as such. Um. Yeah, so I love the. Sn- I was talking about the music. I love the snarly bass at the beginning, um, and how. Oh, oh you know, God! Yeah, it's pretty great. I, I like how um, uh, they go through the the 
few bars and then um, the the words come in and how there are another two wordless bars uh, after before the, co- the the chorus comes in. And to me, it feels like it, it's you're, you're anticipating that chorus. And it also sort of takes you out of the the flow of the song just a little bit. Um, to me, the song is pretty driving and pretty repetitive, but um, it's got sort of a little bit of a surreal quality in that it, it does take you in a couple of um, uh, unexpected turns, I guess. Um, yeah, some um, humor in it. I mean, somebody phone to tell me tell me a call in uh, came in while i was asleep i heard the answering machine in my sleep in my sleep so you know we just disassociate um we're all so distracted we're watching tv or distracted by the internet this song came out in um 2006 or 2006 so really before before smartphones and before the the tent the tendrils sunk really deep into everybody um <laughs> yeah so you know it's possible that uh, he was kind of heralding what was going on um that uh, I, I think there's a lot of callbacks to to uh, Television Man by the Talking Heads uh, in mm. in this song. I mean, um, the, that one line, uh, "The world crashes into my living room," uh, and you know everyone makes fun of everyone puts the TV down, but we're just good friends. Like it's this sort of unhealthy relationship, uh, and it's definitely echoed. And I'm I'm positive that uh, Rob was a Talking Heads fan because I mean there's echoes of it all through. Like yeah, I think we've heard that from Andy. Oh yeah, yeah. baby, oh yeah. baby. Yeah, and that's a good thing, of course. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the, the lyrics from Television Man could fit right in in this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking and I'm dreaming for the first time. Uh, I'm inside and I'm outside at the same time. Uh, and those are lyrics from television, television man, man. But, and yeah. also something, uh, it was, they were covered by an amazing version by uh, man or man as well. Um, I think the x-ray eyes, uh, can you see through me? Um, what, what distance are you being observed as you the observer? Um, can you see reality through me as, is there anything left of this person sitting watching television um it's it's just an endless night it's almost like a it's it's almost dismissive it's just it's just an endless night it's it's nothing but an endless night and we not that that's scary in any way (laughs) um an endless night is scary totally well maybe not for you nocturnal lady no um, no (laughs) it's an endless night just that you can't uh, you can't actually experience or can't distinguish reality from um, what you're seeing on TV anymore. I mean, when uh, someone choked my little boy, this is certainly a reference to one of these Canadian American th- shibboleths that uh, the kinder surprise. <laughs> yeah. That uh, Canadians can get and Americans cannot. Oh, those um, candies. Yeah. Um, which you have. I which, have. going to pull it out. Tom, I'm pulling it out. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Tom bought it for me. There it is. I have, I have everything. Oh. Tom bought that for me on this when I, a bunch of us went on this tour. That's really oh. cool. At, at one of the the, the, the places could get, we stopped. You could get you could probably get thrown get in, you could probably get thrown in prison in in the U.S. for having one of those oh, or something. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's a comment on how ridiculous it is that um, going out of prison for here. Someone choked my little boy. It was a plastic toy, etc. But it's it's like, are you upset? that the, the child died or were you afraid of the plastic <laughs> toy? How ridiculous uh, is uh. that? And maybe you were right. Maybe it's uh, you're justified. Um, yeah. Dissociation. I remember the light lessons that were talk, 
that to me on educational TV. I saw the walk on the moon, but I never left my room. I love how it's just so monotone. It's almost like a lack of affect um, in that. Um, I love the, uh, the melty voices when he, um, it kind of goes off. I think it's the third chorus. (laughs) Totally reminds me of that famous, um, poster as a no means no gig poster by tanks that french artist oh I don't know yeah you guys have seen that the one that where they're all like sort of green and zombies and there's all this sort of smoke oh, coming yeah, out of their yeah, that's mouths a great poster. that's totally reminds me of that uh that little piece of that song for it's sure. kind of kind of frankenstein-y yeah i, I love yeah. that breakdown and the textural guitars poster. and stuff it's pretty awesome um i have a question for you guys uh if you go in the living room to to sort of stare at something for a couple hours what do you say there you're going to watch Say TV. Oh, see, you guys put the stress on the second syllable. I put the stress on the first syllable, and so does Rob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very it's, American thing, I think. It's t- television, TV. not television. So I guess no, no, it's, it's like, television. Is it? No. I gotta go watch television. No. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna visually see something on the telly. <laughs> on the TV. Yeah. The TV. On the TV. 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 I oh. want my MTV. I want my, my M- it's not, MT- I want my, oh, my MTV. No, yeah. talk to Sting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He um, never left his room. His uh, voice is kind of neutral, then kind of angry and gets more desperate. Um, it's pretty great. And I have to refer to um, uh, the guitar in the first, just an endless night. Um, there's some very kind of triumphant sounding guitar uh, fills in there and they remind me of Rush a lot. <laughs> but maybe oh, that's yeah. just me. All right. No, I could hear that. Yeah. I think it tracks. Um, and I think I have to refer to uh, one of their tour shirts that said, Oh, yeah. You call this shirt reality. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> that's, oh, it's, shit. It's, I never got that one and it's one of my favorite of their shirts, but it's also one of the ones I don't think I'd wear very often because out of yeah. context, it makes no right, fucking nobody, sense. Like right, people would go right. like, what does that mean? Uh-huh. Like, if you know the band, you're like, that's so great. But otherwise it's like, what? Yeah. What yeah. is that? Second only, to, joke. Uh, second only to, I have bottles in my life. Yeah. <laughs> which refers to a single battles t-shirt uh, from their first tour. Oh, that's hilarious. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> don't, about. Yeah, don't even know that one. The nope. band Battles. It said, nope. I have battles in my life. See? Oh, 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 so. yeah. Well, that's to keep out the, uh, the riffraff. Yeah, yeah. Coming up to you with your shirt. Yeah. But everyone in this podcast or listening to this podcast would love that shirt. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, that's about all I got to say about I'm Dreaming. Nice. All right. Malcolm in the middle. Strangey. What you got? Okay. Some lame-o, lame-o words. Another farty bass intro that makes your hair stick out. It develops into, in my personal opinion, too much of a straightforward piece. Like a bit too predicted. I feel like a dick saying that, but the, the song seems, the music seems a little bit too predicted don't get me wrong the essence of the band is still very much there but i guess i yearn for some apocalyptic shit for example john going a little bit more ape than he does in this piece uh, oh no am i am, am i out no no am, am, am i got, out no What's you got face? your you got your i'm gonna hey. i just got a lot to say oh. about that <laughs> i don't know he's not like 
going nuts. Are you nuts kidding to me? me? Are you kidding me? This listen I, to this song again with just John. He is the lead instrument in this song. He's the lead instrument. He's all over the place I, in this. I, I don't anyway. know. Right. Maybe I heard it wrong. Maybe I didn't have my drummer's <laughs> ear on. Yeah, you had that track turned off, I think. Uh, no. All right, I don't want to say anymore because it's no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not no, trying to get. No, this is good no. when you and I disagree. This is right, good. Fine. This is good entertainment. All right, I'll finish my shit, but now I'm Please. embarrassed. I'm embarrassed now. Don't be fucking. I'm sure most people <laughs> actually agree with you more than they're going to agree with me. I don't I'll know. It it just, all right, it sounds a little straightforward, and I just it's not going ape enough for me. All right. Yeah. So there's <laughs> there's plenty of passion in this song, and once again, Rob belts out some explosive cries during his lyrics. And everyone's favorite line in this, you call this shit reality, is something worthy of a t-shirt. Yes, I know. A bumper sticker. And it's definitely a slogan. He nails the line too. Perfect. It's epic. This would be fantastic to see live, which I probably did many, many times. It's honest, cool, and thunderous. Yeah, we saw this live together when we yeah, were in we New did. York. That was that And tour, I saw the it with Matthew, Matthew yeah. too, when a bunch yeah. of us were doing that Grateful Dead shit. Hey, so, you know, all that all is right, legit. All right, yeah, let me have it. Let me, let me have it. No, I'm not going to let you have it. That's all no. a very legitimate take. So, I listen, first of all, I got to start up front and say, like, I can't be objective about this song. So, I won't get too maudlin here. But listening to this in, I think it was 2007, like a year after this came out, was right when my daughter died, when she was born, uh, st- uh, died right shortly after she was born. And this song in particular is coded with that. Like I just oh. remember listening to the song over and over and, mm. and it was very, very cathartic to me. First of all, while it's not necessarily the heart of the theme, it does deal with the loss of children, right? There's this pain that's mediated through television and stuff, but it's a very direct, the, the pain he keeps talking about is the death of a child, right? And it's, that's not really the theme of the piece. I think Matthew, what you were talking about, and I'll get, I'll talk about that a little bit too. But for some reason, this song was incredibly cathartic. Uh, for me. So this is actually one of my favorite tracks on Ausfart, I think. And I think it's because I don't think it's necessarily because of the music, although I do love the music. I think it's very driving. I think it's very passionate. And to me, listening, I I, I listened to it a bunch of times this through this time through listening to the drumming. John is so subtle and so uh, there's so such complication behind what he was uh, uh, putting into it. I felt like he's the lead instrument and the rhythm section was the guitar and bass. John was the bleed and he was kind of all over the place in this really neat way, kind of in a way that uh, reminded me of um, uh, Mansion in the Sky, right? Like another song that it's kind of easy to overlook, but John's drumming on that is from another planet. And and mm-hmm. this this felt like that to me, too. I, I felt like John was right. incredibly detailed and not straightforward. He made the song not straightforward. If he had given it a more straightforward beat, it would be less remarkable to me. Um, but content wise, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Matthew. I think it's about the mediation of, of television. And I think that tracks to now, right. We're just, we've just amped that up to 11 with, through the internet and through our smartphones and how everything is mediated. And I think it's very purposeful that he uses these ideas of the death of a child, but always getting it through something mediated, whether it's a call coming in while he's asleep or it's a toy that he saw on television. The, the most horrible thing that you can imagine as a human being is mediated through television, right? Like that, that's, that's a very powerful way to sort of um, to get at this idea, to talk about this real world horror. But in this, you know, I, I'm only seeing it through my dreams, through my sleep or through the television. I have to give it to Rob 
for the way that he's able to sing the scan of the skipping forward a little bit, but um, I remember everything they taught or they taught to me on educational TV. Like you can't read that line and have it work very well, but he sings it so well. Like I, it doesn't mm-hmm. work well written on the page, but the way he crams all too many syllables into that mm-hmm. one stanza, I really love it. I think the effect uh-huh. is, is, is brilliant. Um, and this, you know, this chorus, if I'm dreaming and I can't wake up, it's very, it could be very literal in one sense. It's metaphorical in the sense of being mediated through media, but it's also, you know, to Rob's roots. And there's other parts of this album, I think, that show this and certainly his later work on the tour EPs. That's a basic idea of mysticism and Buddhism and Sufism. This idea that we're all asleep. We're asleep all the time. Right now, you and I are asleep and we're not awake and everything that we experience is mediated. We're always in a dream. It's all just an endless night. So there are these different levels I think that are layered in there and there's certain a bit of that in here. Um, and I, yeah, I love the line about the choking on the toy because we really are inundated on the one hand with products and toys. And on the other hand, through television of our Mm. fear, at least us in America of our fear of dying from toys, right? Like it's given with one hand and taking from the other. We're, we're, where this drumbeat of fear and terror and panic is a constant because it captures our attention. Our attention is the new currency and has been for a long time. And fear is one of the best ways to capture that currency. And I think there's that big under that to me, that's what the music really feels like in this, this anxiousness, this anxiety, this drumbeat that you can't escape. And I think that's, it's not to me just the mediation of, television it's a mediation that is has an underpinning of fear and terror that we're constantly being fed and this idea of a toy it's the most innocent thing in the world but it's still often turned into something that is terrifying it's scary uh you certainly growing up, yeah certainly growing up in the 80s lawn darts all the rest of that we were <laughs> we were always like had this thing of like or <laughs> oh yeah lawn darts or pop rocks and coke right like there was always no, this thing of they like were something called, they were called lawn lawn jarts with a j were they, they really? Were. Ah. I always thought it was lawn darts. Um, I like Look lawn darts up, better. I like lawn yeah. sharts better, I think. Um, <laughs> and then you got the knockoff Kmart version. Yeah, exactly. Uh, watch so it. a little bit of trivia that I think is probably intentional. I am the man with X-ray eyes. So the man with X-ray eyes is a 1963 film by mm. uh, Roger Corman. And it's about a, a weird, Roger Corman, a weird schlock movie, uh, brilliant uh, B movie uh, director writer. It's about a man who invents a substance that, when he puts it in his eyes, of course, allows him to see through objects. Of course, it has all this stuff about you know seeing through people's clothes, all that kind of shit. But then it gets weirder and weirder and more surreal until by the end of the movie, the guy is seeing to the edges of reality. He's like seeing through reality. So, and that was right about the time that I think Rob would have been watching those kind of movies on afternoon TV, right? Like around nineteen. 63 the 60s so it i'm sure that line is coming up from him watching Hmm. that b movie and thematically i think it really um it really fits um uh, one line that really stands out to me is that um they killed my little boy and they showed it to me and that was right in line right next to the line about the moon landing and that makes me think that he's referencing how the Vietnam War was the first war that was televised where people could see the war and could see death and, and were witnessing war on their nightly news and on TV. And so, they, you know, people saw their kid, not literally, probably, although maybe some people did see their kids killed on TV and called it right. reality. Right. right, like, right and right. That, that changed war forever um, and changed our perceptions of war forever. 
Um, and the fact that it was that he mentions it right next to the moon landing makes me think that that um, that he's probably yeah, talking point. about that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that line where everything breaks down and it takes me to that surreal space and then Rob's clear clarion call of you call this shit reality. Right, that right. screw that line to me, that's the highlight of the whole album. Like, I think this is I just love that moment, his mm -hmm. passion, his delivery. Um yeah, I'm not going to use my my usual soporific of this song slays because I'm retiring that forever. Oh, come on. But I think this song is really, really fucking good. And I think that uh, uh, the passion underneath it, the earnestness, this I feel like is sort of an earnest song in a way. Uh, the What Rob is saying, I feel like he's pretty passionate about it and pretty artful about saying it. Uh, it's an ominous, menacing, rolling song that sort of flattens me every time i hear it uh, i absolutely love this song Flattened I think you it's, in a good way in a good way i think yeah, it's a yeah. high i think it's one of the highlights to me of uh of this album mm. and as requested we're gonna try and really hard as uh to call back to the actual title of the song that we're talking about that's right this song is i'm dreaming and i can't wake up for those of you <laughs> who've now taken a break because to... we talk too long and you you've gone to... out for a hike the next day or whatever. What the I'm fuck were we I talking about? We're yeah. going to try to mention it uh, at the top of uh, each of our turns. I uh, hope that will work for you guys. And we are you know, listening and trying to make our podcast better for yep. you, the listener. Uh, having I could we, whisper it like the we, golf guy. We'd meant to do that last round and I totally fucking forgot. So, Me too. Uh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> so just just to so put it you, out there Matthew. and maybe if uh, if people thank us for it in the Facebook comments or something like that, then uh, maybe we'll remember to do it a little more often. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep yeah. us keep us honest. We're, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying our best. I wonder if usually. you can do it somewhere on the podcast, like when you look down on the screen. Could no. you have it show up? Or we can do it, it like on... we can when when someday no, I do put correct? these on. To, when someday I do get these onto YouTube, if I have enough time to edit, I'll do something like that. But not on the apps. Oh, all, all right. right. I didn't know yeah. if the app you could have a like a blinking nah, thing. Unfortunately. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to round two here. Uh, ashes or ashes to ashes, as I like to say it. Uh, let's hear a little bit of these ashes in my mouth. I smell something burning. So Ashes to Ashes from uh, All Roads Lead to Oxford, 2006. Um, a song that I dismissed or sort of dismissed or sort of made fun of for a long time because they ripped off the bass line from Body Back. <laughs> oh, wanna, this is can the we, one. Can we, can we, hey, let's, uh, let's take a pause. I'm going to prove it to you both. 
can we just do that? Because we're all going to talk about it. You want to hear it a little bit? I've I've prepared a little uh, evidence. Shut the front and then, door. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Matthew continue. Okay, yeah, here yeah. you go. Listen carefully. Yeah, let's hear it. Not there's, identical, but nearly identical. different, but it is nearly identical. In the phrasing, it, there's some notes ring, that are different. rings a little bit more. But, you know, um, it's I told you guys earlier that I was uh, really wanting to get past this because, and this is actually a little bit of a uh, callback to the subject matter from I'm Dreaming uh, on, on me, um, because I started realizing what the song is actually about. And... Um, it, it might actually sort of be a sequel to Body, Body Bag, which is very tongue-in-cheek. And this song um, isn't. Um, it's quite quite direct once you start seeing it, and then I couldn't stop seeing it. And it is something that uh, really chills me to my core when it was going on. Um, it has to do with a serial, uh, serial killer uh, in, in this area. And uh, once I uh, started to see... The references to it and looked at the time when Holy that all went shit. down lay this the, out please holy the shit. Arrest. Yeah. I, i'm not i'm not going to name i'm not i don't believe in naming no, the no. names of, of a nope. serial killer or the, the particular the details not a true crime podcast. podcast refer to the details I, i'm not um you know i i do listen to, to true crime and i do you know listen to those podcasts and watch those shows and i'm fascinated and all this sort of stuff but this one was so close to home and the more i found out about it the more nauseated I was. And I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of sincerely giving you guys a little bit of a trigger warning for this. Like, don't, don't look into this too much because it is not something that I, I like knowing about. It's not something that I like that knowing about that people can do to other people. So the arrests happened in 2002. The convictions went down in 2007. Um, 15, um, six, six convictions for six murders, uh, and uh, confessed to 49. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like uh, one of the most uh, comprehensive uh, murder investigations in Canadian history. And this is where I started coming down to it. Okay. Um, hmm. The Ashes to Ashes comes from um, the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, we therefore commit this body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust, dust to dust. dust. Um, ensure and certain hope at the resurrection of inter- to eternal life. Um, and uh, it's it's just so it's so tongue in cheek. It's just knowing the details that I know uh, about this, uh, and I, I, I'm really not intending to lead you guys. Like honestly, it makes me nauseous nauseous to think about this. Is like sausage sausage lips and greasy tips uh, refers to silicon lips and frosted tips. So um, what was going on in this particular case is um, prostitutes and drug drug addicted prostitutes, which uh, there are plenty of in Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, were hired and brought to this uh, place where events were held uh, in the suburb outside of, of Vancouver. And um, there was organized crime involved. I'm not really sure uh, if they were disposing of victims, but I think this is more just for their shits and giggles. And uh, these women were tortured and murdered 
uh, oh and, my God, fed, and butchered and fed to pigs. Um, and uh, the there are so many references to this. And, you know, I was sort of like started out like, oh, you know, dust, maybe, um, you know, ashes to ashes. Maybe it refers to dust beneath my shoes and, you know, all these sort of like existential things. But I have a feeling that Rob was just sort of finding out the details as we all were uh, around then about these murders. Um, so <sighs> sweet fried pork, long pork refers to the fact that it was on a pig farm. Oh um, oh can't st- stem the blood and fire by squeezing it in your hand refers to the fact that, um, masturbation isn't enough and you got to get your kicks when you're sort of into this sort of stuff, it starts to get worse and worse and worse. Um, and it's so chilling where he goes, uh, this little piggy, uh, you know, the, the nursery rhyme, this little piggy had none and all that sort of thing. Certainly a connection to the big farmer. Um, and uh, yeah, can't, can't stay, I can't stoke, the, uh, stoke the coals without getting damaged. Um, without a without couple of third degree, degree burns. burns. I, I think, I think that might refer to the fact that, um, the, the cops were really kind of castigated for not, looking into this sooner because the victims were just prostitutes. Mm. They're women, they're poor women, mm-hmm. they're addicted mm-hmm. women. They're largely, uh, they're a large population of, uh, of Aboriginal, uh, first nations women. This no, nobody cared. And so there were sort of accusations that it was, they, they, they sort of let it happen so that they could catch the dude and maybe they didn't do move as quickly as they, they could have. Oh my um, God. but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, so, so brutal, um, that, uh, the line about, you know, back up the rake, rake the coals to get the remains back up the truck. We need to get our ashes hauled and getting your ashes hauled. Yep. It's a euphemism for getting laid. It's not getting laid specifically. It's for having an orgasm that is induced by somebody else. So, uh, you know, and I think that sort of Refers to the old view that, uh, you know, semen is a poison, if not vented, so that men, if they're not getting what they need, they need to visit prostitutes. That sort of old kind of thing. But um, anyway, the um, equation of orgasm with murder, uh, just, uh, you know, you, you keep getting keep getting worse. And that's how they were getting their kicks by the end. It's just like um, torturing and killing these women. And uh, it's not clear whether it was just the owner of the property or whether uh, you know, participants uh, in these gatherings like participated or who knows, but uh, it's just sick and I don't like knowing about it and I don't like thinking about it. And I don't think that um, I really don't, I want people to know that people can are capable of this sort of stuff, but I don't want them to obsess about it <laughs> because um, you, you look into it and it's, it's bad it's real bad and it's uh far worse than i remember when i looked uh, a couple of things up in it but great song chilling song i will never look at it the same way and neither will you probably no Sorry. no 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 well <laughs> um but anyway um fun to listen to um yeah i, I hope i'm wrong but i don't think i am <laughs> uh all right, Michelle, Sorry, follow guys. that. No, no. <laughs> Can I just not? 
Well, no, we got to get your impression. No, of because the song. I mentioned how Why I like the line. Clean? It's I like I smell something burning. It's us. I don't want to say that now. Well, no, 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 no. It's it's, it's totally true though. But it's I don't, just like. But I don't want to say it now because now I know what he was talking about. I, I think it's just fully connected to the previous song. That you know, it, it's something's burning and it's us. Like that, we are just we're dissociated from this stuff. All I mean, everybody all right, around. All right. I'm gonna read Vancouver my and everything that like I, that. I, we, you know, we're finding out the details. Um, just like the the guy in the I'm dreaming and I can't make, wake up. I mean, this is this is bad and it's getting worse and you can't take your eyes off it and it isn't real. But see, I wrote that I thought it was, it was hilarious. I, I wrote the line it was hilarious. Do I have to well, read you didn't my know, shit? Man. No. Well, but I think most of us felt that way if we don't have that interpretation in mind. Yeah, but so now that I know it, why do I have to well, say all Well, 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 let's 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 let me put a caveat here. I think Matthew's interpretation is an excellent one. I'd like to peg it as a possible interpretation. I don't totally. know that I don't know that yet that I'm fully sold that that's what this is about. I think it can track. Well, why not? And I think you could because I don't I think there's other things it could be about too. Like I have to go back and look at this song and read it with that interpretation and then maybe I'll be convinced. I think it absolutely tracks everything he said. But this is Rob we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It could it could be about something completely other. So let's do a couple of different prismatic takes and we'll leave totally. it to the listener. Yeah. But that was that was a fucking intense. I'm mean, definitely going back and re-listening to the song with that in mind, for better or worse. Uh, okay. All right. <clears throat> listener, we're talking about ashes to ashes. Yes, yes, yes. I can't even talk. I'm just numb. I mean, I watch these kind of shows on TV, but I, you know that's fucked up, and that happens a lot. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read my paper. Nice crunchy opening, and it's a great angry rant that's pretty toe tapping. Uh, the line "I smell something burning, it's us" is completely hilarious and quite a great foundation for this doozy. Segways into the main sections have them pulling their usual silly sound effects that I better a bit fun for them to do. The riff that the song starts out with is really quite kicking, and I think they play around with it impressively. John uses that fantastic splash crash symbol to a degree that it should have its mm. own yeah. mention in the credits. It's a banger of a tune and a good and and a good one on this album, and it's one of the best tracks on this album, I think. Wow. All right. This is this is uh, this is what I love about this. How different you and I well, feel about this sometimes. I'm not you know. I'm not you know what. I'm not. No, it's because we're we're listening in different ways. Like yeah. I'll I'll be yeah. I'll be completely honest, and I'm going to lose some people here. This is probably one of my least favorite tracks on this album. I just don't like this song. I just what? don't. I mean, I think it's a good song. So this is just my subjective opinion. I think it's I think it's a driving, fun thrasher of a song. Great bass work. Uh, I just don't like it. I never have since the first time I heard it. I'm like, it just doesn't do anything for me. This is one really? of the few no means no songs. I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't care. It feels like predators in a trucker's hat to me somehow. Oh my I, I god! I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that's not like trucker's hat. Yeah, and and so that's not to take away from it because it is. It's very artful. Um, I actually really love this new interpretation. I want to go back and look at it and listen to it that way. There's a um, lot of a very, mention of pigs, though. So oh no, as, I, I as think he's very, onto something, man. Oh no, I agree. I hey, agree, and it's yeah. something very specific. And listen, I'm not like this is me. Like I'm not saying the song's bad. The song's clearly kicks ass. I mean, I feel bad right now because I know that um, one of the invasives said it was their like favorite no means no song. And I remember when he, when he, I think it was Byron, and when he said that, I was like, oh, hey, I don't want to say anything. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I know there are did. people. You just said I know. Something. No, I just meant at that time when we were doing. I, know, I didn't want to kidding. tip my I know. hand. I know. Um, so it's not. This is just me. It's t- completely subjective. Um, and I'm actually glad about that because I normally gush about pretty much every song except for "Beat on the Brat." Fuck that song. Yep. But uh, yep. so it's. Good. I think it's good that there are songs that I don't like, much like you kind of with the previous one. And it's, so I think it's interesting that on Ausfart we have this sort of completely different feeling about these two songs that that one was kind of the highlight for me sounds like it's one of the low points for you this one's a highlight for you and it's one of the low points for me i think that's right right, yeah yeah. it's really interesting um so i'll be honest i don't have a ton to say about this song and i think that anything i would say about it i i've now i i want to completely reinterpret it based on on what you said Matthew because I I think that sort of specific storytelling is something that is very Rob oh very yeah possible for yep. Rob mm-hmm. um I think a lot of that tracks um I do think you could look at it another way as just sort of the 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 urge towards violence and post-capitalism and industrialism and and just this feeling of to me it really felt MAGA it felt like that like I'm celebrating violence and cap I'm celebrating violence in the world of uh the fucking and not literally but that kind of backyard barbecue like fuck yeah let's do it sort of way um but i don't know it feels like yeah i think you're right i think there's something more specific that was no and, backyard barbecue. oh no i think it's uh, the the movement of um just for satisfaction yeah from sex to violence or the conflation of sex yeah, and violence yeah, yeah. We're gonna, yeah. and another song did, came up later in this uh podcast it's yeah, yeah, exactly it about exactly, that exactly exactly <laughs> um maybe a little bit more on the nose uh so yeah. I did try to listen very carefully to the interstitials. I cannot fucking make out the full phrases of what they're saying. There's Tom in the background saying something I'm sure is fucking hilarious. His voice is hilarious, and I cannot make out what he's saying. I tried a hundred times. So if any of you out there who have made out what he's saying, let us know, because I'd be really interested to know what that is. Does anyone speak Tom? Um, So... I'm not doing the song justice, but I can't because I just don't feel it. I don't feel this song. And so I don't care enough to dive into it and talk about it. Um, it's kind of a body bag knockoff. I heard that the first time. And I like that body bag riff way better when it's slow and greasy. I mean, I think it sounds great and it's thrashy, but that particular riff I think was made to be a nice, slow, greasy riff. Yeah. And it doesn't work for me as well. It feels a little recycled here. The whole song, and this is me, this is me sounding like I'm trash talking. I don't mean to, but this song to me feels like a song where the music was written and then lyrics were come up with it, but they don't really Uh go together uh real well. They don't have that synergy that I often feel like I felt the synergy in the previous song that felt like there was passion underneath it that connected with it. I didn't feel that so much with this, but there you go. What are you going to do? Sue me. Yeah. Uh, the, The little interstitials I started thinking, you know, based on the fact that, you know, my interpretation, which I'm not going to be able to not, think of now no, of course not me neither um, ever yeah exactly um, ever. <laughs> but these were like raves they were like huge parties or mm. hell's angel banger parties and i, I think it's just like oh did you maybe um uh it's like people muttering to each other at like a there was a got to get the children out i know that's the one thing yeah, i heard yeah at an at an event where everyone's having fun everyone's you know drinking rock and roll and having a good time and then there's that other shit going on at the same time and yeah, yeah again it's like that's scary conflation like some line is being crossed and not you know that is a that is a rubicon i'll (laughs) i'll I'll say this if this song is not about that it should be and it makes the song better for me so i'm gonna i'm gonna have that as the as my canonical (laughs) as my canon now for this song because it elevates me a bit from uh where i put it before still not you you should invite rob over and just turn the camera over and show rob in the corner 
<laughs> be like, let's yeah. see what this guy has to say about it. Let's see it. what Rob has to say. No, we'll never get Rob. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was our first round, and now we have to come up for a vote, and I well, feel pretty sure me, where this is going. Let me just say something real quick. Real oh, quick, yeah. Real Rob's quick. in the okay. corner. Rob's so, here. Yeah, corner. Strangey's in the middle, and Strangey has requested to be in the middle, and I realize that that's fine with me. That's awesome. But that means that Strangey Agreed. never gets to break a tie. Agreed. So... Strangey came up with the thing that even out of the order, it goes me, Strangey, Jordan, that maybe we should, Jordan and I last. vote, and then Strangey break hey, the time. Hey, you don't know. No, Not always, I, but sometimes. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. Matthew, you're up. Oh What's your God. vote, sir? Oh, wow. No, no pleasure. This is a hard one, man. Um, And I'm coming back to a lot of the, like, I, I've overlooked, I've glossed over Ausfart. I gotta, I gotta admit. Um, and when I go back and read the lyrics, the, the music doesn't as, do as much for me as a lot of older No Means No, but the yes. lyrics are fucking spot on a lot of the time. And um, it, neither of these songs really stood out to me before, but I think just of the utter visceral reaction that I have had be, because of that story, I gotta give it to it. Uh, ashes to ashes just because of the, the power that can, can just yeah um, I didn't want to think about that shit and the song made me and that is just a testament to the power of um, this, this sort of music and Rob's lyrics and uh, it is not explicit but to me it is unequivocal and uh, so yeah gotta give it to Ashes, ashes to Ashes nice well I I'm not going to give it to Ashes to Ashes because I still don't like that song. So I'm giving it to uh, I'm Dreaming I Can't Wake Up, which I think is a banger song. And I'm just going to say that because it's going bye-bye for sure. So goodbye, Alvita Sen. I love hey, you hey, and I'll no, never come forget on, you. Come on, that song that. helped you in a time of need and something you oh, yeah. connected no, with. I'll, I'll say, hey, though, that it's now. not like I'm not that sad about it. It's not like one of my no, top songs. I know, <laughs> but, yes. but it helped you but I'm and you glad connected to with give it. it a sympathy vote. You had, no, it, there's, it's Correct. not sympathy. It's from the heart. And I no, it is. It is. It is absolutely from the heart. And now yeah. you get to break the tie. Can you stop smiling? <laughs> no, I know. We know. We All right, I'm, I'm going to end the suspense. I am voting for Ashes to Ashes. Shishes. Wah, wah, wah. Ashes to Ashes goes through, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Fists are pumping around the podverse. <laughs> Uh, there's a bear in the background over over uh, Matthew's shoulder unaccountably. Bears are related to pigs, and there are pigs in the song, so that's very appropriate. Above the All crowd. Right. Round one in the can. Ooh, the can full of ash. Sorry, everybody. No, Honestly, hey, I'm not sorry that he, you said if you you're fucking a, rock, man. If, right, if you're of a sensitive constitution, like this is, it, this it's, is I'm, I am not a, a particularly sensitive constitution when it comes to that sort of stuff. And like, uh, that's listen, something I wish I could unknow, honestly. Oh, this, sure, whole fucking, this whole episode needs a trigger warning because we're not heading into two like songs that are any more, well, at least one of them, any more up yo-ho-ho skate sort of songs. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. To quote our favorite live album. All right. So uh, before we dive into our round two, though, as always, listener, we're going to enjoin you, entreat you oh, yeah. to let us know how you feel about this band. Matthew, why don't you give us a little spiel before I throw out those digits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't have the number memorized. So gonna I have do. To I'll, I'll do that after you <laughs> give a little spiel. So you spiel. can still send us. <laughs> to uh no means nothing podcast at gmail.com you can send us uh the three questions is not is just a suggestion um what no means no means to you um 
how your no means no origin story went down and um, maybe a particular anecdote anecdote to do with you and no means no uh, in, in, in your past your present or potentially your future um, oh, and send it, send it on in. Uh, we need all kinds of material. We now have a phone number. Um, you can uh, send it uh, or call it. Uh, sadly, it cuts off after three minutes, but uh, call as many times as you want, I guess. I don't know if there's a limit, but it will cut you off at three minutes. So if you have a long story, maybe do it one of those questions at a time. Right. Something like that. Um, yes. And indeed, we, our submissioner from this week did just that. Um, yeah. He called we us. We apologize to our growing pains, our technical growing pains, yeah, yeah. but we're trying. We're, again. we're novices. What are you going to do? We're doing our best, yeah. folks. Um, yeah. That number to call us at, which we have not yet posted on the socials uh, officially, someone outed us, which I was glad about. Thank you, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, dear listener. You know who you are. Um, but we've been saying it on the pod now for a couple of weeks. So fuck it. We just got to get a graphic out there for it. But the number is. I'll do it. Fine. Fuck. I need a graphic oh! for it. The uh, the number is 415-493-8630. And we have had a intrepid listener, Brian, Brian Nothing, sent us in a recording, which I'm about to play, and a number of spam calls about my car's warranty. So mm. uh, that's wonderful. And I'm not going to be playing those. Um, but Brian, Brian, nothing did record in any, and, and as, as Matthew mentioned, it cuts after three minutes, please feel free to call back as many times as you want. Brian recorded twice. So you're going to hear Brian. I stitched it together in the middle and yeah. then the end of his story. He was story, about to tell a story and I was like, I, I messaged him back and like, yeah, you got to continue. Cause I need to know that end of that <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like the but then unfor- <laughs> unfortunately this probably should have been three calls. Cause the end of the, I, I clipped off about an extra five seconds of his call because he was in the middle of a sentence and it cut him off. So my apologies to you, Brian, if you got more to say calls back. Uh, but you, what we did hear from Brian was excellent and he covered kind of all three questions. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you right now. Hey guys, my name is Brian Nothing. Um, my no means no origin story. Uh, I'll just start it with, uh, uh, I was living in a boy's home. I had kind of like maybe like two or three years of my life when I was like 11. Yeah, probably like 12. Can I start this over? <laughs> so when I was like 12 years old, uh, I go to like a runaway shelter in a boy's home. And um, so anyways, I'm sitting around a boy's home. And uh, it was like on our break, and there was like 10 of us. Well, kind of in like punk rock and stuff like that. And we were listening to, uh, I think it was uh, KNON, a community radio station in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we were listening to it, and uh, all of a sudden, it was a pledge drive. And they're like, hey, this is from Alternate Tentacles. This is no means no. And we're all like, what the hell? And it was tired of waiting. Oh, baby. And we just all like, jaws jumped around, and I was like, oh, I'm pledging, I'm pledging, I'm getting it. So I got it. And I got this most beautiful vinyl of uh of no means no and i remember we all gathered around and i played it i remember a dude like i was blown away like yeah. When yeah. I heard it. like yeah you were i remember big dick just like what the fuck and this dude with like an sod stormtrooper's a death shirt like just kind of shrugged his, his shoulders like oh whatever <gasps> that dude like a couple years later was like a uh, notorious racial uh murder in Dallas, and I never saw the dude again, but he was my roommate at the time. Really weird. So anyways, uh, a couple years later, maybe a year and a half later, uh, I see a flyer that they're coming. I've never been to a punk rock show. I've been to a couple, like, bigger goofball shows or whatever. 
stadium shows, but nothing like punk rock or gritty. Uh, they played a place called uh, Slip Disc. I didn't know anybody there. I'm from a little like rodeo town called Mesquite, and it was in Dallas. And I get there, there's all these like punk rockers. It's pretty, pretty sketchy place, and, uh, and it was packed, kind of rowdy. And uh, so I didn't know what to do. I just kind of hurtled by the band. And when the band went on, Rob was just like, hey, you mind sitting on stage, kind of protect my mic, you know, blocking me from them? I was like, sure. And, uh, man, that, that was that was a life-changing night for me. It was just like being right between them, right by the bass drum, being right under them, and just being wow. floored. Like, uh, and, and never being a bouncer before. And having, <laughs> just getting spit on and beaten, but his mic was fine, and uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, later, I, I formed a band with some of those kids uh, that, like, stamped my hands that evening that I met and started talking to me with another No Means No fans. We were called You're in Trouble. We were band for a long time. It was really fun. Um, all right, so after that, second time I saw him, I was supposed to go see him uh, travel with a bunch of friends, and we were going to go all around and see him on the Mr. Happy Tour. Uh, my grandpa got sick. I saw a little, I went and saw my grandpa like outside of Austin, and my grandpa passed away. And, uh, hey guys, this is, uh, part two. Uh, uh, so, um, so I had planned, just Brian, nothing again. Um, I had planned to, uh, to travel all around Texas to see him with a bunch of friends on the Mr. Happy Tour. But instead, uh, my grandpa got really sick. So, uh, I sat there on my grandpa's deathbed for a couple of days. My grandpa passed away. A few hours later, I found myself on a cab going to Austin, Texas, like an hour away or whatever. And, uh, and I get to the club early, and uh, I start playing Galaga, and maybe after half an hour, uh, Rob pops out and just starts playing pinball right next to me. And uh, I could have said something. I just kind of froze up. It was a real heavy day, and I was just kind of happy. I was just like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. They're here. Like, they made it. They're from Ken. They're here. They're in Texas. So I was super happy. And they opened up with um, with long days, and it was just super heavy. I mean, just super emotional. I have a lot of emotional attacks this game. Uh uh, when when I was seven years old, uh, my uh, stepdad died. He was going to be my stepdad, my mom's fiance. Uh, anyways, he he died of a heart attack right next to me. We were watching like a basketball game uh, at, at at a stadium, and uh, it was really weird. Had a massive heart attack between me and my mom. Really weird. So his name was Bob. So ever since I got like the day everything became nothing, and I saw the reference of Bob, like it's weird being a Bob, but I'll get used to it. I have to. Oh wow! Uh, I, I take that really heavy, and I've, yeah. I've really taken that heavy my whole life, and I, I take all this stuff really, really heavy, and it's just funny. Uh, yeah, even the long days. Uh, the other night I was watching some no means no footage, and there's a video from from Emos, and that pops up, and uh, you know my friend who's filming that is no longer alive, and uh, it's really heavy. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of emotion attached to this band. Uh, so I, I finally did get to talk to Rob uh, uh, many years later. Uh, I, I've probably seen them uh, probably like 15 times, and uh, they always stayed with my friends Rick and Lisa in Texas, and then also my friend uh, Tim Cole. And um, so I was just always in after parties, and uh, and uh, I was I was in a band called You're in Trouble with some of the guys that that I had formed uh, or that I had met, like other known stuff fans or whatever, and uh, we ended up being friends and playing shows for, like, removal, and uh, a lot of shows with Victim Family and did a little mm, ball mm. tour together with them. I played with a lot of, like, Texas bands and stuff like that, but that just really sticks out, because there were, there were times just all of us got in a bunch of no, no conversations. I'd wake up in the morning from tour and see, like, Ralph on the couch just reading lyrics and just laughing, 
and, and I don't know, uh, it's just, just really cool. Like, there, there's a fun circle around them. Uh, I, I, you know, it, I was just thinking now, being kind of an older man, like, I don't know, I'm almost 50, and I'm like, well, if I've ever had role models, God, they're probably the best role models, and, I, and even in hard times. All right, that was, and hey. again, Brian had a little bit more to say after that, but it got cut off. But listen, I mean, I, first of all, Brian, thank you for calling in. What Come a on. great fucking story. What an honor for us to hear these stories from you guys, yeah. for us Some to intimate be able to- shit here. For us to be able to put out the stories of all of you makes really makes me feel the community that this band has created, right? And that to me is one of the most special things about it. Yep. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. It is remarkable to me how um, the the myriad ways in which No Means No has genuinely helped people. Yeah. 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 And thank you very much for sharing those sorts of stories. Yes, I mean, for uh, sure. I think we're all the, the three of us have our own connections with it. And it's, uh, you know, certainly doesn't, uh, um, it really, really deepens my appreciation of the band. Uh, just that, uh, they can touch people in so many different ways, mm-hmm. but in similar ways at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So th- thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Deeply. I'm, I'm glad you weathered all that Brian and, uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, they're here to leave the message. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time, man, and reaching out. Really, yeah. really means a lot to us. Yeah. All right. Um, so, listen, everyone, do it. Write us in. Send yeah. us send us a note. Send us an audio file. Call us in. We want to hear from you. We really do. It thr- thrills us, and I think everyone likes to hear from the community as well. So, yeah. just do it. No means nothing podcast at gmail.com or number uh the number is four one five four nine three eight six three zero press one thank you all right round two um uh a pretty intense pairing here we've got the first song sex is philosophy off generic shame 2001 well known to be extra takes off of the recording of one and reaching way back deep at the oh, annals. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, let's not, let's not give away the game yet. I, did, red, I just said, Oh yeah. Red. Well, that's how I feel too. Red devil off of mama 1982. So two songs. 40 fucking years next yeah. year. It's just about new year's. It's like Jen, December 28th. They're recording right now. Fucking God damn. Is fucking that true? 40 fucking December years. December 28th yeah, that came out? Fucking crazy. No, 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 no. I'm just fucking saying it's year. December 28th right now, 2021. Oh, 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 no, we're recording oh, 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 this. Oh, oh. It's probably oh, coming out right. February something, 2022. And I don't know when Mama came out, but uh, 2022 is a year in which Mama is 40 fucking years old. That's I think it was bizarre. 78. Was it 78? I don't Not know. Not Mama. Mama was uh, the fear, anger, betrayer, hatred, I think. Not the Mama. <laughs> All right, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna not go back that far first. We're gonna talk about sexist philosophy. I'm gonna kick us off on this one, and uh, first we're going to type in that address into Pornhub and see. What we can. It really was a shame. I'd seen her around, but I never knew her name. He'd been in trouble from an early. Problem child, full of hate and rage In the schoolyard at the back 
security cameras caught this violent act. She come willingly to him. She only wanted to be his friend. Well, he ripped away her shirt. My stupid leader it didn't make any sense. Don't worry about it. No, it's I totally was awesome. Um, all right. So <laughs> sex is philosophy. Pornhub. All right. So I'll be up front. Like I, I'm bookending th- that wonderful I'm having uh, another submission. Beat. I think you need it. Uh, that wonderful submission by Brian hmm. uh, with another song. This is not one of my favorites, right? Like I, we, we've played no big surprise off this EP, which I fucking loved. I was the only one to vote for it, by the way, for listeners. Um, I love that song. It could have been the only song on that EP and I would have been happy. I don't hate this song. I actually maybe like it's it more than happy. Ashes to Ashes, but it's not. I, so I, I have stuff to say about it, but I, I don't, I'm not enthusiastic about it because I don't. This is a B-side, a good quality B-side, but a B-side nonetheless. It deserves to be a B-side for sure. Um, I'll also say that a little bit, I kind of have a hard time pinning down the point of view of this song. And, and what I mean mm-hmm. by that is... I'm not sure if this is a song in the vein of I've got a gun, which is very specific to a type of person and a, a slice of, of humanity, or if this is a larger comment on pornography as a whole and probably both. It can be both. And yes. And sort of thing I will say just as a little aside. So this came out in 2001. We're now way the fuck past that 2022 for all you listeners out there. I do want to just take a little step aside and say how fucking uh, most of our listeners are about the same age we are, meaning pushing 50 or above or a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, a teenager in Ohio. Yeah, Hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how fucking crazy is it that we really are in the era of how ubiquitous pornography is? It really is weird. I don't want to go too far off into it, but that's way, 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 way different than when we were kids or even in 2001. <laughs> it was not jealous? easy to get. No, no. Actually, I'm just saying that, like, I'm not a prude by any respect, but I think it does bear some analysis. <laughs> you guys had to work hard to get yours. It does. Oh, bear, dude. It does bear some analysis about how easy it is to access all the porn. Of all yeah. kinds. And I think, frankly, that's right in No Means No's wheelhouse. I think that's yeah. something that... What is she laughing about? Well, he's, he, got, he exclaimed, oh, dude, like he had some like story of like walking six miles or some shit. No, it's a great with well, I was going to do. I was going to tell her maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all like, I remember like secreting away like a fucking Victoria's Secret catalog, which was like, well, this is hot shit. Like now that's... <laughs> absolutely nothing a kid would see that and toss it in the junk mail because it means nothing anymore right no no no. I, I was i was just in victoria for a week and i'm sorry that or for five days i'm sorry that we didn't get to record while i was there it was kind of emotional time for me over there but walking up and down alleys in my old neighborhood it's like there's alleys as many alleys as there are front streets and i remember looking at these bushes like oh there used to be a fucking penthouse forum like penthouse letters i should say yeah yeah, yeah under yeah. there it's like not even any fucking pictures, and we were all so excited. It was just like this rain-stained, like 
fucking shitty. It wasn't rain, <laughs> like, I'll tell yeah. you that. It was not but, rain. But yeah, no, there were a couple instances walking up the up and down these alleys. Same. Cast my, like, like that Laurel, <laughs> that Laurel bush used to contain like a partial porno in like 1983. No, I I, I remember <laughs> one of my my friend Russell, right, who I've talked about on the pod before. His his older sister passed down to us a porno tape that we'd never like. It was like, and we all sat around as a group watching this porno tape because. Like that was the only chance we had to see it. I was like, "That's so fucking weird." You never do that now. But anyway, <laughs> I got no it, stories it, for you. <laughs> it it bear it it so. does it does bear some introspection <laughs> that we live in an era of ubiquity. And I think this song, even though it's kind of ahead of its time, if yeah. I'm looking at it on the broader scale and not as a specific story about a person, I think really talks about that. And I think it's really interesting. This uh, this chorus. Sex is philosophy and sex is politics, politics, sex, politics, philosophy, uh, or sex is philosophy, philosophy is sex. Fucked all that up. Um, <laughs> it's like on one side, it's kind of maybe lampooning that sort of pop psychological notion that everything equates to sex, that you can boil everything down to sex, you know, that at root, everything's just about sex, which is sort of a Freudian notion. But on the yeah, other hand, root. it's sort of really intimating that sexuality and sex does underpin a lot of what we take so seriously. So it's a really, I don't know, it kind of is a stick with two ends there. And again, I'm not, I'm not really certain whether Rob's talking about society in general. I think he is to a degree and also really focusing it on an individual that he's sort of following through this whole story that he's talking about, about a very empty and broken person who is clearly already damaged anyway, but that pornography serves as a key to unlock the deepest depravities in this person. There's a lot of nice little turns of phrase of like for every locked door, there's a secret key flip on the switch, right? Like there's these things of how some of the darker impulses that this person gives action to by the end, by actually raping and killing somebody is unlocked by their addiction to these dark forms of pornography that they're watching and, and the objectification that they're getting through watching this pornography. There's very much this sense of the, 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 the actress, the porn actress is just an object and not just an object for lust, an object for hatred, an object for violence, an object for the darkest impulses. So I don't know that Rob would necessarily be saying that that is what pornography's influence is in general, but he's certainly saying that for some people who have something really dark in them, this is a key that might unlock something really dark. That said, I don't know that there's more serial killers now of that variety than there were in the 70s, which is a really big time for that kind of shit. So I don't know that that really tracks. I don't know that pornography actually gives rise or unlocks more of the dark impulses that have been extant in humanity. These are impulses that have always been there. So I'm not sure. That's what I mean about how I'm not – I don't really quite know – how I come down on the point of view of this song as an individual, like I've got a gun. I think it tells a really dark kind of compelling, but uh, icky story about somebody that's very dark and icky by the end when it gets really specific and it's no longer just sort of abstract. It, it really is about one individual as a child, really like a teenager killing a girl, maybe killing, raping, killing a girl behind the schoolyard. Um, and and that's a very dark song. The song makes me feel icky. I don't like listening to it that much because it's a it's a dark icky song. I guess now like ashes to ashes will be for me forever after. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a little more on the nose. My bad. No, it's all right. No. It's good, man. At Not least listen, bad. listen. Let me let me be a little meta here. At least ashes to ashes. Were I to listen to that that way, is more artful. 
in the sense that it's it's less obvious. It's less on the nose. This song is incredibly on the nose, even for Rob. It doesn't hide much. It doesn't prevaricate much. It doesn't analogize much. It's pretty direct and and good on its face for that. But it's it's really direct. Um, and, you know, yeah, I don't know. This song feels bad. And I don't mean bad like in quality. It just uh, it makes me if I feel icky. <laughs> that's just dub word, but I, I don't, I don't feel good after listening to this song and musically, maybe how you felt about, uh, uh, um, I'm dreaming Michelle. This song yeah. feels musically unremarkable to me. Like I, I just, I don't know. Like the drumming is straightforward. It doesn't have all right, right. It's very interesting drumming. The baseline is, nah, it's all right. I don't know. The whole thing just feels a little unremarkable. Not it, uh, nothing about it stands out to me that much. I feel like the lyrics and content is a little on the nose. It's a little icky. So it's not a bad song. Certainly not up there in the pantheon for me, though. All right, Michelle, where are you at? Okay, so I was waiting for James Hetfield to start singing in on this one. (laughs) Come on. Once Rob does come, (laughs) it sounds a little bit. Come on, don't you agree? Shit, shit. Yeah, no, I just flipped my hair because somebody called me James, James Hetfield the other day. <laughs> nice, I could see it. No, I you look more it. like Jesus than James Hetfield. Come on. He's the he's Jesus Hatfield. <laughs> the Hatfields and the... All right. Uh, once Rob starts singing, it sounds a bit cheeky with the sex lines. Isn't he kind of singing them a little bit like... I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're very tongue... Like, not tongue-in-cheek, but no, very like... like, gross. It's like... It's, it's icky. It tongue is icky. Yeah, icky. What? His tongue's in the cup. Oh, shit. What? Sorry, is this that's a reference to the Nick song. That's <laughs> a reference to the Nick song. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else with a cup. No, Anyways, no, no. no. Not well, it is. It <laughs> is. No. It is about no. that. Yeah. But no, no, it's not. But, yeah. No, because that... All right. I no, personally is. like the <laughs> ominous music in the verses rather than the chorus parts, but maybe that's because I'm a negative Nelly most of the time. The layered guitar and bass line is heavy and crushing, but it's too organized compared to the stuff that grabs my ear. Kind of what you were talking about, Jordan, with like it being a little too structured and, and, and all the same. Rob once again sings for his supper and nails his delivery, but it's no who fucked who or no fucking. And I suppose after delivering songs like that, he can sing about sex any way he'd like, actually. But uh, yeah, that's it. All right. I love that. All right, Matthew, bring us home. Both of these songs say cock in them. (laughs) By the way, listener, we're talking about uh, sex is philosophy. Just a reminder. Sex is philosophy. From Generic Shame 2001. (laughs) We got to have a better way to do this. We got to have a better way. We'll figure it out, everybody. We'll figure it out. I love the beginning of this song. Um, (laughs) And and then it starts reminding me of Tool. Um, Oh! Oh! Which isn't no 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 that's not the worst thing hey, in the world. I like a lot of tool. tool. I don't like some tool. Yeah. Anyway, I thought tool um, was an insult. You're being a tool. Like well, it can be, good. but it's also a band that a lot of people really well, like. Well, and I use tool, so I like them too. But all right, anyways, Matthew, go go on. <clears throat> yeah, we're Matthew. Sorry, we're crabbing him basically. <laughs> yeah, we cra- crab. Sorry about that. <laughs> he, got, he got crabbed. <laughs> um, I wrote myself a little note here. You know, it, it certainly is a comment on on pornography, um, and and how 
you know, maybe it is unlocking that, you know, if somebody doesn't have access to actual sex, then they don't know what that's about, that it's about you and one or more other people who have feelings and opinions and, you know, uh, goals and things that they want to do to you and get done by you. Um, but when it's all objectified, then, you know, it's all coming out of you, all those desires, all of those, everything is coming out of you. So, um, if you don't have any of the opportunity and, you know, at the risk of sounding like a incel, incel apologist, I don't know, just, yeah, maybe it is a fucking problem, though. We don't know how to talk to each other. Um, yeah. And and so uh, maybe that's the source of the problem that uh, the, the othering of the, the other sex and uh, other gender and or whatever you're attracted to, I should say, um, you know, the, turn it on, flips the flip the switch. She's not a person. She's just a bitch. What the f- oh terrible i'd never it's it's so yeah and and it totally harks back to ashes is ashes to ashes yeah where that is the fulfillment of those those violent fantasies yeah those those people actually actually did it you know it might have even been an attraction (sighs) yeah um people suck man yeah no it absolutely the only joy that comes to me is the perfect execution of my cruelty it's just again this this is the conflation of sex and violence um yeah. that you know you, you go beyond it and it's it's all about control it's all about it, it's all about the, the singular person it, it isn't anything to do it's like subject and object it's not about you know an interaction um that it is a a beast and that we all are contain a beast and you know you just talk about to me and I don't want to hark back to that other song, Ashes Ashes, too much. But uh, you know, the, the the main perpetrator, he had a fucked up childhood, and uh, again, this is you know, he'd been in trouble from an early age, a problem child yep. full of hate and rage. Yeah. Uh, so you know, <sighs> nature nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I think the song uh, is probably a little more specific in that way, like talking about a a slice of humanity. In a way. But um, and, and humanity and, and phenomena and everything like that, and I'm I'm glad that neither of you um, came up with this because it makes me sound real clever when I notice that there is a callback to "For What It's Worth" by Breffalo Springfield. Um, Wouldn't have gone straight over my head. Wow. Laid on us, you know. Stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, what's going down? It's like one of the primary anti-war. Uh, songs from the Vietnam era mm-hmm. where uh, people are like opening your eyes to actually what's what's actually going on but I mean it's he's cribbed lyrics directly out of the song really mm. what um, something's happening here but what it is ain't exactly clear. oh that is oh, from yes. that song good something's one nice um, and I, I, I think that you know maybe maybe Rob was sort of thinking you know the ubiquity of pornography maybe this is um the the song by Buffalo Springfield was about how um, the manipulation by media in order to make everybody afraid of everybody else. And, you know, m- maybe it's the same kind of thing. Like it's, it's a pornography or the ubiquity of pornography. I don't have a problem with pornography per se, as long as there's, uh, you know, the power, the power dynamic is the problem. Cool. It's complicated. Cool. It's complicated. I think I, I want to yeah. just say, 
that's what I was trying to say earlier in my comment is I think it's worth really fucking looking at it. I'm not t- saying being a prude about it, but I also think you got to really fucking look at it. It's, it's way different. It's probably one of the biggest societal changes that we just sort of yeah. wave away, but it's fucking huge. Anyway. And that's, I think what maybe Rob was referring yeah. to Agreed. Uh, where, you Agreed. know, the, and just what you referred to earlier, where the Vietnam war was the first televised mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there is a societal shift happening. Now here. you're seeing it. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. again, goes back to ashes to ashes where that was the fulfillment of this. That's shit. The, mm-hmm. the, uh, the horrible extension of that, right? Like, yeah, the absolute horrible, natural extension of that or not natural, but fuck. Oof. Yeah. But yeah, um, in th- three of um, the songs, I was going to bring this up in Red, Red Devil, but my hair is on fire, my ass is burning, uh, my temperature is beginning to rise, you're burning, the blush of lust. Those are from three different songs in, in tonight's episode where sex and violence are conflated. Whoa, uh, what are you going to do yeah. for the graphic on this one, Matthew? Jesus oh, fuck Christ. Yeah. Um, just uh, type in the type in just the URL Pornhub. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Type in sexist philosophy in Pornhub, like I said, and see what comes up. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Well, the cocker and knife. Obviously, yeah. that is uh, the, that's the, the, the nub on the nose song. as you can get. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do like musically. They love that in the uh, towards the end where it starts to fall apart a little bit. Um, or not fall apart, it just sort of separates. Uh, counterpoint mm-hmm. the bass and guitar at the end with the the, the drums are really sort of thunderous drums in the back. It's really really awesome. And then right at the end, are you getting what you see? Are you getting what you need? Is that a callback to stock taking? Right. And is this the are you business? getting what you want? Are you getting what you need? Is this the business of pornography, which is a yeah, kind of a nice final statement on that. Everything we've been talking about. No, it's from sure. Silence but of I mean, the Lambs when he says we covet what we see. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, nice. Well, there you go. And that's the thing. No, um, I'm not. I, I just watched about, it the other day. That's why. I'm and, and he's even told us that it was a song about, uh, you know, sort of the, the problems of love and uh, are you getting what you want? Are you getting what you need? Uh, and that is about a lot of those early songs are about consent and how, you, you know, you feel these things, but don't take them. Um, and this is like, it isn't interactive anymore. It's like, are you getting what you see? Are you getting what you need? It's not what you want. It's what you see mm. and you see it and you, do you want it? Or do you just need it? Cause you see it. Ugh, gross. Oh, well, right. gross. You, you've just described society. So I'm going to have to go take a shower before we dive into the next. <laughs> song. <That's all> <laughs> So yeah, this uh, again, thinky song, thinky stinky song. All right, let's. uh, Wow, what to me is going to be a wonderful palate cleanser. We are now going to dive into Red Devil off of Mama, nineteen eighty two. We're going to listen to a little clip, but listener, what I want you to do is go onto YouTube right now before you listen to this, and I want you to watch, uh, find the YouTube Red Devil. That is uh, synced to a great bunch of silent movie clips of mm. old fucking devil shit from silent movies. It's absolutely brilliant. Go do Would that. Would you like before me to tell you it. the name of the video? Because I wrote it down. Yes, on my please notes. do. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to take your thunder. Please do. You just totally did. Sorry, but, uh, but I'm glad you still. Yeah, I'm glad you have that thunder because let me say a very kind soul. This is the end of my notes. I'll read it again though. Very kind soul 
made a video where he put this song to an old silent movie, and it's called Satan in Prison versus No Means No. That's the name of the visit or video. So so go listen to that. Go listen. It is so good. Believable. It is so good. Go listen to that. Draw a pentagram on the floor. Yeah. And listen to a little bit of this. One of the best no means no songs. This uh-huh. fucking totally song is so good. Yes, I it have is. not had a lot of passion thus far in this episode. That is going to change. I've listened to this song a billion trillion times in these last three weeks, and I Tim's can it. I can listen to this song a million million times more. I cannot believe this song is forty years old. It is insanely good i think it is absolutely the best song on mama that's my just opinion of course i know that but i think this song is it shows everything they were going to become it it, it does slay it slays (laughs) everything this song is so fucking good and for me personally i did crack this song this time i i had ideas of what it meant before but this time i think i cracked it for myself or at least a video at least the underlying symbology yep it's cock and cock. No. Uh, so first of all, a, another little bit of a Jordan's nostalgia corner going back into the background. We all know I went to theater school. I did use this song. Uh, I did once in a, in, a, in a class, in a movements class where we had to do like interpretive movement pieces, which was a wow. great fucking class. I spliced together uh, Wounded Knee off of Pork Soda, which is a great instrumental. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's fucking great. And then I I did that to start. And then I put in Red Devil at the end. And I mocked a child sacrifice in my piece. So I did this song. (laughs) And the the child was my girlfriend at the time's uh, stuffed Winnie the Pooh Bear swaddled up to look like a kid. And I did this. I had this like white mask and this red mask. And it was fucking great. It was fucking great. I still remember it. Anyways beautiful and i and i killed the the baby which is not what the song's about by the way <laughs> oh, so now that i it's been confirmed to us by andy and i don't think we said this i think we said this it's not a secret but i don't remember if this was in notes that he just gave to us or if we read it but 
but and but Rob was aware of and into at least in some way uh, the Alistair Same. Crowley no the Alistair Crowley tarot deck. And that's where the tower came from. This song oh, is yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. dripping with tarot sim- symbolism. As a matter of fact, I think it is the absolute prime key to unlock almost everything in this song. Not everything necessarily, because it's Rob and it's more universal. But there is so much fucking symbolism from the tarot, particularly two cards. The Devil, which is a major go off, card. Go off, because I'm I only gonna... figured it out towards the end of my note writing, and I'm really glad you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So uh, <laughs> the, no dev- what you're talking about. the Devil, which is a major arcana card, and the Prince of Cups, which is a minor arcana card. So we'll start with the Devil. And I'm specifically talking about there's all sorts of different tarot interpretations. I'm going to focus in on the Crowley one, because Crowley. I think it's it, that's the symbolism that, that rises up to me. First of all, I... I I'll be on record. I fucking hate Crowley. I know a lot about him. I know a lot about the esoteric world. Crowley was an idiot. I'll just say that. But that's just just so that my views on the subject are are on the table. But he was a beautiful artist. His tarot work was gorgeous. If go look up the t- the Crowley tarot deck, we already saw the art for the tower that that he drew that we put that Matthew expertly worked into our uh, our our title for that episode, which is fucking great. So the two cards, the devil and the prince of cups, the devil card. So the devil in the tarot. And first of all, it's going to be hard to be coherent about this, but tarot imagery is all over the place. The very first stanza, he talks about you've run out of screams. You've scattered the deck, right? Well, that's a deck of cards. It's a deck of tarot cards. So he's right off the bat showing that that's what he's talking about. Um, so the devil card and also, well, let me back up a little bit. Tarot cards, when you're when you're when you're laying them out to to use them as a divining tool or as a tool for uh, uh, self inquiry, because that's really what the tarot is about. It's not about telling the future. It's not about fortune telling so much as it is about using them as an esoteric tool to have universal symbols to gain better insight into oneself, into one's nature. That's certainly what Crowley was using it for, not for let me tell the future and see who you're going to date or how rich you're going to be. <laughs> They were, it was much more, it was much more deeply esoteric than that. And I'm sure that's where Rob was coming from when he dove into it. And that's probably why he chose the, the Crowley tarot deck. But when you're playing tarot cards, they can be played face up or face down and uh, not face up or face down, meaning right side up or right side down, upside right? down or yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're turned, like they're either facing up or they're uh, upside down. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. And Inverted. they mean, they mean different things. And there are sets of lyrics throughout this entire piece of music that are inverted where he takes things and he says them one way and then he takes them and he says them exactly the opposite way. So I think he's doing that all the time as you go through this song. It's said one way in one stanza, then it's flipped and said the other way in another stanza. There's a lot of instances of that. First of all, also small side, this song is sexy as fucking hell. I'm just going to say it. This song is sexy as fucking hell. Also a nod to the devil. It starts in six, four time before it Mm. moves to four, four time. And six, I was six, six, four. I think they I think they <laughs> dropped I think they dropped an easy out in that I was hoping when I first realized that I'm like, oh please only be six bars of this, please only be six bars. Because I was <laughs> oh, hoping come on, it was that'd going, be cheesy. Yeah, but it's not, it's eight. Uh but still I love that they start in six four time, number of the beast, and then move to four four. So back to the tarot. The devil card, major arcana card, the devil uh represents it's not doesn't represent the devil, doesn't represent Satan. It's much broader than that. It represents strong power that is instinctive and provocative, a craving for power. One of the most provocative statements I read about it is that it represents an energy that desires evil and constantly causes it to be good. Meaning that even by their striving to do evil, 
it turns it into something good, which really made me think of that line, thou shall not kill, this is my will, rise up and kill, this is my will. You have these two polar opposite statements, one wishing evil, one wishing good, right? Or, or that becomes good or the reverse. So it's interesting. Um, and also kind of goes back to the- Killing in the name of good too. That's know? right. It goes back to the Crowley, yeah. one of Crowley's main maxims, which was do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So the devil called devil card also represents masculine energy at its most masculine. And I think that's easy to see in this, right? The, you know, your cock is erect. It's this very masculine, lustful, oh, uh, violent. And no, I'm serious. This really no, no, violent, no, I, this violent sticking out. Yeah. This tongue sticking out, which actually the, the devil in this is most akin to images of Krampus. <laughs> I think that we were been like, oh, that's been true. Looking at, like we're in that season. But like when I was looking up images of the devil, I'm like the ones that really look like what he's talking about are Krampus more <laughs> than any true. other devil. But in any event, so the devil is this sense of um, this masculine energy. That's, that's almost too masculine, a strong power, this sense of naked will unfocused. That's just like this, this, this lustful will that's kind of loose in the world, especially in its inverted in its inverted sense. And then the other one he talks about, he specifically says, I'm the Prince of Cups. And the Prince of Cups is a tarot card. It's the minor arcana card. And in the Crowley tarot, the Prince of Cups shows a blue man riding a chariot pulled by an eagle drinking from a stagnant pond. So the, and this prince is drinking from a cup. So. Up from the muck, my tongue's in the cup. He's rising from a stagnant pool. His tongue is in this cup. And the Prince of Cups partially represents depravity. It represents subtlety, secret violence. But it can also represent intelligence, craft, artistry. It's also, this card is heavily associated with the color blue, which made me feel great because it was like, why does he say blue-eyed creep? There's no devils I could find that have blue eyes or other than... People calling devil with the blue eyes, white man. The white man was the devil with the blue eyes back in like, you know, Asians would say that and stuff when we were colonizing their, their, uh, there's a soul coughing song called blue eyed devil. Nice. There you go. He's clearly referencing that. Although I'm sure that comes after this. Um, and the Prince of cups is the child of fire and water, which really plays into that line flame and steam. The, um, the, the, the flush of lust. So, down to these little bits. Once I found this connection, every fucking line, I'm like, oh my God. He's like looking at these cards and unpacking them for me in all of the fucking lyrics, even down to the degree, although this is more just about the nature of divination, that line, you're shaken and taken and cast all about. Yes, that makes me feel like being caught in the jaws of a predator, but that's also you shake and you cast bones and sticks for divination that's a very ancient mm. form of divination so that's another form of divination that he's referencing in these lyrics and just that feeling of latent lust power will i think he's referencing nietzsche at the end which we know rob has referenced earlier they certainly talk about that a little bit cheekily in uh, in um live and cuddly in one of their little interstitials um but the hamp when he talks about the hammer the hammer the hammer Nietzsche used that phrase philosophizing with a hammer in his book, Twilight of the Gods, which was all about breaking down and tearing down the false idols that had been erupted in religion and philosophy during that age and trying to replace it with legitimate, what he thought, powerful images in philosophy and mysticism. And the way that he screams that and the way that it's um, 
he also pairs it with this is my will, which is another really strong Nietzschean statement, this will to power. It really felt like a, a little bit of a call to Nietzsche at the at the end of this song. All of that's great. All of that's wonderful. I, it, I felt great to go like, oh, fuck, look at Rob go with his talking about the tarot and how wonderfully he's woven in the poetry. But all of that to me is just secondary to how fucking shredding this music is. Yeah. And that, the last third yeah. of this, when he has that like, but a better, but a bump, but a better, 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 but and I want to go on record as saying that while this song is good live and there's some good YouTube versions, none of them can hold a candle because this song lives, lives in Rob's early pre nodal days like that higher octave. Almost he sings this, days. His, the, this, the, the octave that he lives in when he sings this song yeah. makes it. It doesn't make yeah. it, but it elevates it. It's gorgeous. And his screaming and his calling and those. Like the tribal <laughs> primal calls in the background are just, they're gorgeous. They just get in my guts and in my nuts. And I just am like, oh, this song lives in my guts and my nuts. And it's beautiful. And the way that he has those bells, which are in a major chord, but then the bells play under yeah. the bass in this like slowed down, fucked up tone that just yeah. sets up a dissonance that just ugh, makes my spine tingle. God, this song is so good, you guys. You guys. Is this, is this the number one? I don't it's think it's number one, maybe, it's but this song, I've always loved it, but this song, listening to it this closely, it rose way fucking up there. It is. Yeah. I cannot believe they came up with the song and made it this good this early. And yes. folks, if you have not, please listen to this song on headphones. Please, because the Turn production in this song, the production in this song. I just bought new headphones song, today. Oh, I went for a walk in a. the snow. It yeah. is. I'm like, it is yeah. all over the way that that his voice moves from side to side, the way the drums go from yep. side to side, the way the screams yep. peel from one side, the drums, the, the bells are on one side. The, it's just like, fuck, I want to fuck this song is what I want to do. It's so good. <laughs> you, know what? you know what, Jordan? You know so what? It's so good. You know what? You this this song also wants to fuck it wants you. wants to fuck me. Ooh. And you know what? I consent. I consent. Oh, my God. I consent to that transaction because I love Nothing. this song. Okay. You guys you go guys... to Pornhub to look for your porn. This is porn to me watching you this talk is, like this. This is way better I'll than I'll watch porn. this. I'll, I'll you watch you fuck this song. Thumping his deck, his desk, and the Zoom window was like vibrating. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm That's not what he was thumping. I'm sure that, I have yeah. more notes, but I think I've said everything I want to say. What I really want to, to, to put across to people is that I feel intensely passionate about what they created with this song. I think it is very <laughs> I think special. You, I think you I think did that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's very, very special, and it shows how unique and special and precious this band is. I'm done. <laughs> Michelle. Well demonstrated, Jordan Flato. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna want to turn yourself down. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going. To, I'm looking at my waveform, and it's way too. Bad, I know your but. mouth is right next to it. I'm like, yeah. And as he polishes off his Armagnac, hey. Michelle, how many how many googly eyes we got for this fucker? Oh, you know, I didn't even write any. Shame on me. Out, uh, out of ten googly eyes, I'd give this. Uh, I'd probably give it 10 googly eyes. 11! Right. Grab another, uh, right, give 11. Me, hey, guys, give me 20 seconds. I'm going to grab another beer. Hang on. Yeah, you're going to Because I want to hear what too. you have to say. All no, right, I, okay. I, I totally am. No, I want Jordan to talk some more. So to keep... I don't I don't no, have no. any... I, really, I, like, I... I, beer, I beer, but beer, I, beer, I, beer, I, I was... Beer, beer, beer. 
I had never beer. thought beer. Oh, he's got it. He's beer. got the beer. All right, we're back with oh, beer. Oh, there we go. I am on holidays. I don't have to go back to work for another five days or so. So another beer. Drink nice. up, Everybody. Scotty. We're going to need yep. it. All right, Michelle, what do you got for us? All right. I wrote that word. And if any of you have gotten uh, John Wright's signature or uh, um, autograph, you know that he writes that a lot. All right, John. <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it on like three things. What this, is this? this this beer company used oh, to be owned Blair's. by Blair Kalibaba. Yeah, that's Blair's. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomber. All right. So I am a bit obsessed with this song. It's probably in my top 10 list. So I'm a fan, too. I'm a fan, too. The simplicity of this is just as chilling as its delivery. The beginning with Rob's bell-like bass part, combined with what I think are actual concert tubular bells, but mm. maybe John's playing something on the keyboard with that tubular, patch. Tubular, dude. I don't know if he's playing. I, I'd like to think he, was, he would have had access to some tubular symphonic bells. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Anyways, the, the beginning is just absolutely wonderful. After the celestial beginning, this stripped-down groove belts in, and it's as intimate as it is colossal. This song had to be one where they looked at each other and knew that they had the blueprint for the rest of their life's work. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell I yeah. I know. You know. I know. You know. Because we're just doing it. This is it. There's so much to li- listen to, even though there's so few instruments used. The song mm-hmm. sounds menacing, brooding, and thunderous. Rob's early voice is really wild in this, and it has plenty of urgency in it. And uh, just to reiterate, reiterate, and uh, I'll I'll read what I wrote, I will use the last remaining space to implore all of you to find the video that a very kind soul made where he put this song against an old silent movie, and it's called Satan in Prison versus No Means No. It's two worlds colliding, and it's completely amazeballs. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Satan in Prison versus No Means No. You couldn't have have picked... uh, uh, That guy's a genius. It's so good. I, I oh, I it's yeah. I can't. I've watched it hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I, sometimes I like watch that before I go to bed. I, <laughs> I'm serious. Sweet I love dreams. It. I, special, I, special, I, special times. I just yeah. love. I love that video. They could have made a well, better well, one than that. She did say that she'd rather listen to that song than have pornography. So that it all tracks. Well, there you go. Matthew, Please. you're up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the beginning. Um, it it sounds so optimistic, and then the the bells are kind of bending. Yeah, you know? it's like a call to church, and then it gets real weird and dark. Um, it's a really interesting choice. I, I I can't think of any other song where instead of a snare hit, it's a snare rim. Yeah, hit hit. Like rim clicks, not a rim shot, but a rim click. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that is is pretty interesting. It's like. Not a lot of um, symbols either, right? No, just mostly some towards floor, the end and, and where he right, goes crazy right, on him, but yeah, right. not but not a lot, in general. Lot of floor, right. floor tom stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, primal. I almost feel like it was an intentional. Yeah, tribal, and that's the exact adjective I wrote right there, right there, mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, I can see it huh? through your right eyes. There, yes, indeed, tribal. Um, that it is. It, it is like the the beginnings of a ritual, or something like that, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did read out some of these quotations to these previous two songs, "Sex is Philosophy" and "Ashes to Ashes," where they're they're all different sort of views of the same thing. Where 
there's a progression of man to beast and there's a there's a line and there's a, a rubicon there's like a point at which can't be crossed and maybe there's a little bit more permeability uh in, in this song that uh you know we are we're both it's a little more accepted that we're not monsters just that we all contain the red devil um which is you know kind of an interesting thought hang on a second i just want to get the lyrics back here can, the monsters can, can, asleep. I, can i say something sure real yeah, quick yeah. i'm sorry to interrupt but it, it's, it's so funny to me this year at our house we only had one trick-or-treater and it was a, a little kid dressed up as a devil Nice. And I was fucking dying because I, I just was like, oh, like, kid, kid, like, kid, 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 I got a YouTube video to show you. Come here. <laughs> no, but it's, I'm sorry, Matt. You just read, but when you said Red Devil, this kid showed up. The only trick or treat. Yeah, listen to this a- song about erect cocks. No, yes. no, I don't. No, I don't even hear that. But I, I love that our only trick or treat was a Red Devil. That's it's pretty like, great. Yeah, here, have the whole bowl. Pretty nice. All right, pretty go nice. on, Matthew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, this this echo is in so many uh, Nomizo songs, like all through their, um, you know, ju- the jungle is similar to this, where it, there's there's something monstrous going on in the in the, you know, human consciousness or, you know, whatever the jungle represents. There's you know, crazy people dancing around a fire in ecstasy, but also you know, um, doing a human sacrifice. Um, the monster's asleep. Your cock is erect. Then your tongue is sticking out. <laughs> You're burning. Flame and steam, the blush of lust. And then from the other songs, my hair is on fire. My ass is burning. The temp- temperatures are beginning to rise. That we're barely in control of this stuff. We're, we're, we're animals. We're, um, you know, clever monkeys, but we're still monkeys. And um, Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, All right. I, I, I love the sound of this. This, I mean, you can hear that it's like weird four track production. It's timeless in a way. It's very yeah. much of its time in other ways. It's pretty awesome. Um, I did uh, just at the end figure out the Prince of Cups thing. And I really I'm glad that Jordan delved so deeply into it because um, I, I ran out of time and I was very interested in what that was. There's a lot of different um sort of explorations of this this character and this sort of uh, this theme this metaphor uh in different um tarot decks the one i was looking at was the thoth deck um but that uh, the prince of cups is actually uh calm and emotional and then totally ego driven so uh you know driven by instinct if it's inverted so that's very much you know uh the it, it also said uh the interpret interpretation of this particular um, thought deck that the um, the Prince of Cups is also a little bit sort of gentler uh, is the Knight of Cups in other uh, other decks. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because in, more... in Crowley he's got Knight and Prince, and that was it's so weird that in other ones they don't necessarily. It's it's a lot different. Yeah, mm. right. Mm. Yeah, but. Uh, that he's the bridge between emotion and uh, and reason, and that, that whether you flip that card is uh, is when you flip from man man to beast or something like that. Anyway, yeah, I, I think uh, I you mentioned earlier it was like he's screaming diddle ding That's him working his way towards orgasm. Yeah, I I, I think. 
What? Um, and uh, songs all about so the tongues in the cup. Um, what does that refer to? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, and plus also in in the tarot, the cup is what? a feminine symbol. Like it, yeah, it's, it's know, very exactly literally that. a feminine symbol. Oh, so, so yeah. it's, it's the Grail, the, the Holy Grail, and um, yeah. yeah. And but also yeah. in that in the tarot picture, he's got he's like sticking his tongue in the cup, basically. So it's all right there yeah. in the picture. All right. Um, there's also sort of um, the, the fire symbol and heaven. Fire in heaven is is the father and God and ocean ma- mother. Um, this bridge between the two of them and sort of maybe that there's a little bit of a Oedipal thing going on, uh, which isn't quite right, but uh, very understandable for everybody. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> Someone's horny. Yeah. The song. Exactly. I think everybody feels this way about this song. How about you? How about some you some more than others. Perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> it's a sexy song. It's sexy. It uh, ah. Yeah. I, I love that uh, he sort of starts getting a little more frenzied towards the end, including the music. Yeah. Um, he starts sounding a little bit more the nucleus of the, the crazy preacher, Rob, uh, which is there. Rise up and kill. This, this is, is my, my will. will. Um, I wrote a little note to myself that I, I didn't think of. Um, it's something that you thought of, or, or you made me think of. This is my will. Uh, I was explaining the other day because I know things about linguistics that um, English doesn't have a lot of tenses per se. We have a pure present tense. We have sometimes a pure past tense, but our future is always in- involved with this word will. I will go. Oh. I will do this. I will do that. Right. It's kind of an interesting thought that we always we need that we need that that sort of like strong intention it's not something that you will do in the future it's something that you will cause to be done in the future yes yes it's a force yeah it's the force of manifestation it's the word that represents the force of manifestation in a way one's will and and yeah you you never really think of that too when you're gonna die though right is that the same? Well, I will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's totally true. It's my will. Anyway, uh, I really like the the crescendo and starts screaming towards the end, and then it, John um, does some I, belts in there too, doesn't he? Do you kind of hear him in the back sure. there? He's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't listen to this song in the context of the album, but the way it cuts out, I'm not sure it's just oh, where the track God, it's Oh, it's so good. It goes right into Mama's Little Boy. Like it's perfect. Okay, that's, yes, it's like a perfect. Uh, I, I, I should listen to it um, as in, a one-two punch. Though, as a one-two punch, it's fucking it's like, sublime. She's so heavy by it's the sublime. Beatles, where it just stops like that. Because yeah. again, it's one of these situations where uh, I'm listening to it in a certain context, and it cuts out. I really there's a crescendo, and it just cuts. It's almost like you know the the ritual and the screaming and all of this weird shit is just beginning, and it cuts off. Yeah. And it's not to like it's continued. ended. It's just that you exactly yeah. That's, yeah, that's it's a cliffhanger. That's right when I was about to stab the baby in my little piece. Was right with that Christian. Totally, so it's perfect. Oh man, I want to you see raise some your, of these raise, raise your arm with holding the raise... knife, and then the lights cut out. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly man. what happened. That's exactly what happened. That's nice, Broadway nice. show. We need to do a Broadway show. Fantastic. Anyway, yeah, this is a, a absolute <laughs> classic. I can't believe that they were doing this uh, 40, 40 40 years, years ago. ago. 
40 wow, years yeah. ago and and holds up as like I think we've all said as one mm-hmm. of their best throughout their entire mm-hmm. fucking career mm-hmm. that early they have that level of genius yep there's something about this one man Oof. it's juicy it's juicy as it fuck juicy. Uh, it, it's interesting that you know um, going from Red Devil to Ashes to Ashes to Sex's Philosophy sounds oh, like a completely different Sex, band Sex really? of philosophy in the middle. There's like this progression of maybe Rob's attitudes towards this conflation of sex and violence. Yeah. 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 This to me, and, and I, you know, not, not to digress too much into it, but there really is an esoteric element to this song. I think he's not, mm-hmm. he's not just talking about sex and violence in the way that he is in those other songs. I think there's something no. more metaphysical at work here. And that's why he's using these cards which are really representing sort of universal forces. And while I don't want to go too much more into it, but that's another thing in the tarot. When you have cards that are in conjunction, they influence each other in different ways. So the devil influencing mm-hmm. the Prince of Cups, there's probably an entire fucking essay about that, part mm-hmm. of which I have written here that I'm not going to read. But it's about, you know, like how, how they, I think this was him being really poetic on a certain level about that, about what he was reading at the time on a very yeah. you know prosaic level. Like I think he was diving deep into this philosophy and he brilliantly poetically incorporates it, but not just in the lyrics, but he incorporates funky in the music, funky baseline, the music, uh, the music uh, makes me, the music makes me feel it. This is an example. And one of the reasons I think this song is so good is the music makes me feel what it's about. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. try to have two different tracks. All of it goes to the point. Every fucking piece of it goes Word. to the point. Word. And the, in their best songs at their highest moments, mm-hmm. that's what they do. And this is mm-hmm. one of their earliest moments of like, fucking nailed it, guys. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. Fucking nailed it, guys. There's only two of them. Only two of them. I know. For fuck's sake. Yep. And there's no guitar in this song. There's none. Nope, none. None. It's bass and drums and production. And tubular bells. Uh, that's what I think's going on. Shit. I'd like to find out. Okay, well, this is going to wow. be a contentious vote, I guess. So well, let's dive in, and uh, I get to I forget vote first. We gotta vote. My tongue is firmly in the cup of Red Devil. <laughs> Firm. Firmly in the cup. My cock is erect. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's let Strangey break the tie, because this will clearly be a tie. Matthew, what's your vote for? <laughs> my cock is also erect. <laughs> sorry. I'm so, ladies, I'm sorry. Ladies, I'm sorry. Mad, they can't. Mad. They can't. Hey, wait, wait, no. Don't be too sorry because our Help. tongues are in the cup. Our tongues are in the cup. So, oh my We're God. good men. Our tongues are in the cup first. Tongues are in the cup first. That's all I want to say. All right, go ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes that's what you have to do because uh, we all know what's going to happen next. Red Devil is my vote. All right, Michelle, what's do, your vote? Do I have to do I have to say it? Or are you? You have to done, say it uh, out loud. You have to say it. We're done with our new window. Done making love here. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Red Devil. Nice, unanimous as it should be. And if there's yeah. a single one of you out there that doesn't think that's the right choice, I just don't know what to say. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. But I don't think there'll be many out there who disagree. Ah, no. Watch All right. the video. So, Watch the video. Yeah, please do. Seriously. Um, Serious. See if I can't leak it in the show notes. So yeah, please. Hey, you know what? You said leak, and you know what? That makes me want to do. He's got to go piddle. I, I really do. 
I do. Can I? Can I? Hey. Can I? Because I'm I'm reading Andy's corrections tonight. Can I just go ahead and start reading yeah. them since you've yeah, already go, read go these? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to read. How, what if What if Matthew wants to hear him? He's read him before. We've all read him. This is not new. To I him. haven't. Oh, good. So this will be. This will. I don't. This will be new to you. Uh, we're going to read a little bit of Andy's corrections. We're doing three this time, uh, only because where I would have broken it off the last one, I didn't want to break it off. They deserve to go together because they were in the same episode. So. Andy, as always, thank you, sir. You're yes, a sir, scholar you. and a gentleman. Mm. So this is Andy. Uh, I can't do Andy's voice. It's just too fucking sassy Don't for me. You dare. So I'm just going to read it in mine. So Pigs and Dogs. This song is way before my time, but I remember Robbie telling me that he'd ripped off the guitar from Bowie's The Gene Genie for Pigs and Dogs. Then again, Bowie ripped off any number of old blues artists for Gene Genie. Rob's playing his 1970s Black Strat on this one in combination nice. with the Boss DS1 distortion pedal and nice. the echo feature of the trusty Roland DA30 unit. Mm. During the quiet parts, Rob seems to be using a flange pedal of some sort, though I can't remember what type it was. I believe it was also used during the guitar solo of more ICBMs, mm. which we haven't played yet. All right, all right. And then zero plus two equals one. Oh, yeah. Quite possibly my favorite song on the album of the same name. I'm thinking Rob played the exact same riff over and over again without any variation. It wasn't strange that he wrote a song based on one bass, pa- bass pattern. Bass, I said it right and then I changed my... my yeah, my, why did my, you... Do you on, need I don't know. On one, bass, yep, on one bass pattern, like metronome. But usually he throw in all sorts of little licks to break it up. Here... He plays unrelentingly, almost hypnotically. There's simply no escape for the listener. John's drums are likely, consciously or not, influenced by Under the House of the Flowers of Romance by P.I.L. and to a lesser degree, Mm. Killing Joke's exit off their second album. Lots of pummeling overdubs and disturbing sound effects. When I couldn't think of a way into the bass and drum riff when they were arranging the song, I chose to detune my lower E and A strings of my guitar way down and improvise on top of the riff. The strings See, that's were fucking so, cool. The strings were so loose that I could really bend them to extremes. Mm-hmm, Terry mm-hmm. from the X had a lot of influence on my guitar parts on the whole Zero Plus Two album. From him, and to a certain degree from Fred Firth and Eugene Chadbourne, I cottoned on to the idea of playing the electric guitar less as a musical instrument and more as a physical object. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Mary. Mary. Uh-oh. I don't have much to say about Mary, actually. Like Michelle mentioned, the musical hook of the song is a little is the repetitive uh-huh. half-step. It functions the same way as the one does in funk. This could likely have also existed as a two-piece song, I think. A basic riff repeated with John getting his groove on ad infinitum. Still, having just listened to it again for the first time in what must be almost 30 years, I like the guitar too. And I think we succeeded in getting the right balance of form versus chaos in the studio recording. Form versus chaos. Here, here. Here, here. Form versus chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's so odd to me, although it makes total sense for him to have not. I mean, I think he said this to us somewhere else that. He hasn't really listened to these songs in 30 years. I've listened to these songs nonstop for 30 Funny. years, but I wasn't in the band. So it's so weird for me to think like, how could you know about this band and not be listening to them constantly? Oh, I guess if you were in the fucking band, that's how. But, um, but there you nice. go. All right, wow. listener. 
We've reached the end. Of this was a long another, one. Look at how long this was. It's almost two fucking hours. Uh, almost as long as the pee I just took. Almost. <laughs> in the, I hope you spelled out fuck you in the snow with your pee. Oh, like right. Yeah, coffee, you, but, um, you know what? I was uh, just diagnosed this week with a actually legitimate medical condition, of which one of the symptoms is polyuria, which means you have to pee all the time. Like straight up genuine thing. So you know what? So you don't get to make you. fun of me anymore, fuckheads. Wait, you don't. Think I get it to make fun of you all I fucking want. Just because <laughs> you have a condition beers? doesn't mean I get to make doesn't make fun of you. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. So that those way. two beers didn't have anything to do with it. it has I'm, nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. I'm very woke it's and medical condition. So I'm not going to hold back. So <laughs> we have sent through ashes to ashes, and we have ruined your ability to listen to that song in any other way than the way Matthew has put it forward. And we've, which is probably uh, the way it was written. We've sent I'm Dreaming to the deep sleep from which it will never wake up. We have put Red Devil where oh. it right belongs at the top of the Pantheon and sexist philosophy will be relegated to the shelves of a dusty library. But, listener, we thank you for your time. Yes. No Means No Thing is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and excellent podcast graphics are by Matthew Kowalik. Mistel's strangest, the strangest of us all, is our Mistel? third and everyone's favorite co-host Mistel? and official Foley artist. Okay. Thank you, as always, no means Mistel. no, for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. And as always, thank you to Andy for your corrections and support. And I just want to admit that I love all the little dark hairs on your body back. You stuck around. Let's see what twisted. There's not. I, I mean, there's pencil. a lot of songs left, but ooh, I'm running it. I'm clicking it. Uh, oh boy, been waiting for this fucker to party. This will be a party. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And I also like the second pairing. I'm waiting for a doozy. Where is it? Well, there's not. Are you oh. saying there's not a doozy in that first one? Yeah, there is. I'm, no, yeah. there's a specific song I've been waiting for. Oh yeah, I've got I one song I'm waiting for. I think it's one of their for, most but... complex. I think it's one of their most complex, but it hasn't popped up yet. All right, so there you go. Uh, this is gonna be a fun episode. Don't uh, hesitate to tune in, folks. Please do. We need you. Uh, I need you. We need you. You know how it goes. But until yeah, uh, then, uh, uh, uh. until then, fuck off. <laughs>